Welcome, everybody, to Sitting with Sean, episode number 29. Two Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. I've been doing this for only a few months, and I've been at episode 29 of this one. It's wild. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So, everybody, today I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine. His name is Marcel. What's up, Marcel? How you doing, brother? What up, man? I'm good, dude. How are you, Sean? I'm alive. I'm living. Busy, busy day, man. I'm breathing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, everything is happening all at once today, man. So, like, took the kids to school, got back home, go pick them up, come back, record, and then after this, I got to jump right into a meeting. So, like, literally, it's... Well, I mean, yeah. That's, 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 that's life of mental health, dude. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, for some, it's a career. Others, it's a passion. Other Others, it's a curse. You know, and there's it's a way of life, man. So, you know, um, it doesn't mental health issues, mental health work, and mental health problems. They don't stop. You know. Yep. Yep. So. And <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, for me, I mean, being this busy is keeping me sober. You know, because if I wasn't sober, everybody would hate me, and uh, I would hate myself. So. Well, I mean. That's just perception, dude. I don't mm. I don't think that everyone would hate you. I think that and I don't think that you would hate yourself. I think that it's a way of life that you've come become accustomed to and you're comfortable in it. So yeah. um you find things to occupy your time when you become aware of your you know, uncomfortable mm. when you have too much spare time, you know? Yeah. Well, brother Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're you're from Vegas, yeah? I'm actually originally from San Diego, but I live in Vegas now, yeah. Ah, uh, now do you claim San Diego? That's the question. I'm a Padres. I'm a Padres supporter, but I'm a Red Sox fan, a Celtics fan, a Patriots fan, and a Bruins fan. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Man, man, I, I don't watch baseball anymore, but we would have been bitter rivals because I was a Yankees fan. Well, you know. Everyone has their shortcomings, bro. <laughs> hey, I don't watch any sports anymore. The only thing I watch is professional wrestling. And I, I, some people call it a sport. Other people call it something else. So, Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. Some people yeah. watch soap operas. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So so you live in Vegas, originally from, from San Diego. Yeah. Um, how is it in Vegas, man? I get mixed reviews. I and tired i mean hot and and, and like windy mm. yeah but it's mainly hot like with a side of hot you know <laughs> the weathermen the weathermen the weathermen they just come on on tv or on the internet in a pair of shorts and they go make sure you have spf 48 you know <laughs> it's gonna be it's like it's like the dude from a uh, family guy it's gonna be hot yeah it's going it's raised that way <laughs> yeah yeah so it's cool though. I mean, I, we I live off the strip, mm-hmm. so I don't really. I mean, I'll go down to the strip with my kids or with people that you know come and want to hang out, friends and family. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mainly I I don't. There's all kinds of cool shit to do in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, from hiking to biking to um, you could do some parasailing, bungee jumping. There's a lot of history here, you know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have two buddies that live in Vegas. One is a construction or, or he works on, on some of the more bigger sets that come, like the NFL draft and stuff like that. And then uh, another buddy that works for a three-letter agency that I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, okay. That I'm not supposed to know about, but I do. Okay. <laughs> I called him up. I talked to him not too long ago, and and he was like, "Yeah, man, I now work for a three letter agency. I got this nice house." I was like, "Bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> you went from being a soldier to now you, you're in this three letter agency making six figures a year? What the hell?" Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <clears throat> so, so, uh, what? I mean, I mean, outside of all the all the extreme stuff in Vegas, like like, I heard that there's a Marvel museum in Vegas. Dude, yeah. there's, there's all kinds of stuff, dude. There's a pinball museum. There's a mob museum. There's a human body 
exhibit, which is super, like, it's super cool, man. It's trippy, but it's mm-hmm. super cool because it breaks it down from, like, skeletal and muscular and then nerves and central, you know, like, your central nervous system. Wow. And it's really, like, it's kind of like a library when we were kids, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, that's that's wild. That's Dude, it's wild. awesome, man. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. My, I, the my buddy that's in the three letter agency, he he posted up pictures of the of the Marvel museum, and I'm like, completely all struck by it because I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm wearing a Thanos shirt right now. You can't really tell. Oh, it's the legendary beard, is what it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just gets in the way. The beard, the beard, it gets in the way. Dude, you braid that thing and throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier. You know, I, I would do that. You know, um, you, if your beard hangs low, you know, you got to do it. I, I would do that. I'm not very coordinated enough. I tried to do it one time, like the French braid. And yeah. I got like all the way down here. And then one overlap went wrong and it all unraveled. And I said, I'm not doing it anymore. I think what you should do is just go old school barrettes, bro. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I tie my beard up sometimes, you know, like... Just I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, I mean, beards like to be tied up. I, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they like to, like to get put to the bedpost. Who knows? It, but, you know, <laughs> it's conversation maybe. for another time. This conversation yeah, for so another time. Let's, let's get That's to not, the good. It's not for YouTube. Uh, yeah. uh, is this gonna be on YouTube? Yeah, it's going on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Yeah, it'll be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, real quick. The uh the the very famous pawn shop that's down there, yeah. American Pawn. Have you been in there? Never been. Never been. Never you, been. You lying. You lying. Never been, dude. I stopped going to pawn shops like twenty five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. I I would just go in there just because they were on TV and be like, like I've been I, here. I mean, I would, but I don't. I mean, it's cool to see. It'd be cool to see all the cool shit that they have. Yeah. But like. It's a it's a pawn shop. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You you can find some really cool shit in pawn shops, man. Yeah, dude. You know what? Where I go instead of pawn shops is I go to secondhand stores, bro. I go to this store. The store the store that I go to is called Sabers. Yeah. In in Las Vegas, shout out to Sabers in Las Vegas. If you're on YouTube, now we're on YouTube together. But um, <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I actually go to these to these uh, Sabers. You know, and I'll put on I'll put on clothes and dresses and like that. We'll play dress up date night in in the Sabers. It's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so that is awesome. You find a bunch yeah. of old cool. You find some old stuff though, dude. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I no the only secondhand store we have up here is like Goodwill. Yeah, Sometimes. well, see, like Goodwill, I like the Goodwill, but I think that they're part of the monster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not part of the people. They're part of the monster. Yep. And yep. and like, I'd much rather give to the part of the people in the same business than I would to the monster. Facts. Facts. You know. Yeah. And I'm not yep. saying that because I'm politically motivated in any fucking way. I'm just am a human, and like, I hate to see how humans are treating other fucking humans because they go to the Goodwill or they go to Macy's. I think it's stupid. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter. The same person, the same type of person in the third world country, and they both outfits. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. You know. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right. Like, um, I think we also have Plato's Closet, which is interesting. Yeah, I bet, is that like cosplay or like alternative clothing? No, no. It, well, it's like the stuff that is. You can either turn it in like like a Goodwill or Salvation Army. Or, oh, they okay. get, or they get stuff from like donations from like stores in the mall, like Buckle and shit, and then they'll sell okay. that and, and okay, get that cool. off. Yeah, it's discounted and everything. I mean, it's it's cool, it's cool, it's interesting, but I can never find anything in my size because I'm short. I mean, we didn't, you didn't have to say that. I mean, you look like you're six foot. Uh, don't even play with me. Six foot is a pipe dream, brother. These guys are six foot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Are, you standing, are you standing up right now? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been called every name in the book 
you know, being short, like I've, I've, and there was one that blew my mind and I got this in, when I was in jail mm-hmm. and somebody said, it looked like a biking biker garden gnome. And I was like, I can see that. But listen, here's my whole thought process. Yeah. When your wife and you argue and she's mad at you or yeah, you're, she's mad at you cause you did something stupid. Does she ever whistle like, 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 come here, like, boy. Like, no, like when you're leaving, like, does she whistle the fucking Seven Dwarfs song? Like, when you're leaving to, to go to work? Oh, man. No, she doesn't. That's a good one. I've never heard that. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. Like, I, like I would it. see if you pissed me off, I would set that up on the ring doorbell to play every time you left. Oh, the Hi Ho song? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That is hella funny, like no joke. I that that's funny. I have to tell my wife that when I'm done with this. Yeah, that is funny. I had never heard that before. Um. Okay. Shout out we to see- all the short people. I right, just want to say that because yeah, I'm on yeah. YouTube. I'm not well, trying I, to. Say, you know. <laughs> I well no. So like so like people ask like oh you know what what how how tall are you and I tell them five five on a good day. It's a long yeah. way down, dude. Hey man, I'm telling you, yeah, you get me on a ten foot building. I got five. I got, I got a pretty long drop to go. You got okay. twenty floors to drop. I got twenty floors to drop. You you just put a parachute on me. We'll be fine. Right. But yeah. Anyways, man. Anyways, so so guys, uh, Marcel's on here, and, and and Marcel, like I said, is a good buddy of mine, and him and I have been bantering back and forth about this thought of of coming on the show and and talking about things we need to find the right time and i think right now is a good time yeah good time as any man we're here better time than never i mean both our phone bills are paid shit we might as well hey hey you know what and 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 in the words of rage against the machine what better place than here what better time than now in the in in the immortal words of us let's do this shit yeah, and the and the immortal words of the late the late great Colonel Sanders, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. No <laughs> Talladega Night shout out. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. And by the way, I am not drunk. I haven't drank in three years, thank you. Anyways. Uh, so um yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about it a little bit. Um so so you are an advocate. M- so, so I, I met I met Marcel on TikTok and and he he commented on one of my videos uh, that I made, and then I ran over, over to his profile and I, I kind of interacted with him a little bit. We jumped on live together and and I found out like how much of a genuine dude this he really is and and, and how much he really cares about about humans uh, beyond the scape of what I have seen other people do and 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 I just want to talk about it, man. Um, what got you to the point where you wanted to do advocacy for for mental health? Well, what got me to the point, man? Um, I think what got me what got me to the point was the death of my daughter on March twenty six, two thousand fourteen, at two thirty two between two thirty and two forty five p.m. Um, she hung herself in the garage at seventeen years old. So, I think. Uh, What's that fancy word? Uh, you ain't got no other fucking choice. So, uh, yeah, I was voluntold by the world that I needed to work on mental health uh, or in mental health. And then through that journey, I gained the ability to be strong enough to admit after identifying my own mental health weaknesses and differences and difficulties um, and seeking treatment for those. Yeah. So uh, that was the day that my fucking life changed. Oops. I mean, it's YouTube, so bleep. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I cuss. It doesn't, it, it's all good. Anyways, so what What do you feel is the hardest part about that whole, that whole experience? Like, you know, with the death of your daughter going into um, your uh, your counselings and stuff like that. And working on your mental health what do you find was the hardest part i think the hardest part about it honestly is the changes mm-hmm. the changes the changes in times when it is more affected 
when I'm more affected by it than others, or the changes when um, songs don't affect me or actions don't affect me the same way as they used to. Um, so I think that's the hardest part about mental health and dealing with mental health difficulties is the sporadic and irregular nature of what makes those occurrences so impactful. You know, so it doesn't, I mean, I can't tell you the hardest part. I mean, okay, so let me say this. The hardest part socially about the mental health struggle and talking to people about suicide is they're so absolutely ashamed um, to, to really admit that and recognize that suicide is the end. Right? It's the end, but it's the end of all of their excuses. It's the end of all of our reasons why not. It's the, it's the end of all of those times when we didn't have time. Yeah. So that's what is the most difficult part for me is expressing that to people and having them understand that I don't do it to be imposing or to be threatening or to be some sort of, um, you know, big, big mental health monster. You know, I simply have gotten a chance to see that end. I've seen it and it was my own child. And so that moment made me realize the levity of that moment yeah now going into that that circumstance that situation uh, prior to did you notice any changes in uh, my daughter yeah in your daughter i did i noticed changes in my daughter's behavior and her mental state years before it happened mm-hmm. um unfortunately the I, I, the family court system um ebbs and flows in favor of either parent and um at the current time it didn't ebb or flow in the the direction of the dad so i got a chance to see the effects of parental alienation on my daughters because the transfer of custody simply because of a relocation um caused them great trauma and no one saw it but me um and so yeah i saw the signs but it fell on deaf ears um it wasn't something uh like you find on like primetime or lifetime or espn or like the family magazine or none of that shit it wasn't like she had you know she had stopped eating and oh my god drastically changed her clothing no she withdrew she ate the same but she withdrew and she became a victim of domestic violence and um all of those things because her support system was abruptly shut off um so yeah that woke me up a lot to communication and being able to eliminate the victor and the loser in a communication in, in, in a conversation yeah you know yeah yeah sorry we had somebody pop in that i don't recognize and who is it who was it who was it somebody i invited the computer oh you did yeah i was a dude named guy that's my buddy oops let him I back in i didn't know that you had that Damn you had invited it. him i'm sorry i'm sorry oh. I, I yeah Anyways, we'll get into it. Um, There we go. All right. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, But anyways, anyways, um, so one of the things um, that always bothered me before I, and I don't know that I shared this with you that I've had, that I had my attempt, um, was the thought that everybody that did it was weak right and i had that mindset 
I had that mindset because I, when I was in the army, they were like, oh, you know, suicide's a weak way out. And that's what society pushed. And then I got to that point where I didn't fucking care anymore. I, I didn't want to be alive. I wanted the pain to end because I had a lot going on at that time. So much going on at that time. And um, the thing that really bothered me was afterwards the, the looks I got. You know, the the side eye, the 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 lack of trust that was placed in me and and all that stuff. And and what what do you have to say? Uh, not not you personally, but how, how do you feel about that, about about the uh, the idea of people that attempt or commit suicide that they're weak? OK, so. I'm glad that you said that um, because I wanted to just, I want to preface my answer with this. I think that the, defini the definition of weakness and strength is really, it's, it's because I could ask you, would you treat your mother with hatred if she was weak? Would you treat your mother? Would you would you treat your mother with with pity, or those same feelings? So, in 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 the weakness, the people around that that don't know how to fix it, they don't know how to react either. Yeah. So they're they're afraid. Now, is yeah. that an excuse? Fuck no, it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. Good evening, guy. How are you? Thank you for joining. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were jumping in. That's my fault, guy. It's okay. Um, so, in those that attempt and do not succeed, I think that that is more than anything a reason to humble yourself. And that's a message to those around people who have suffered and have attempted and not succeeded because those people I feel and it is my experience that when humans run out of means and ways to communicate they feel that there is no longer a reason to exist because they can no longer receive nor transmit knowledge or information so if someone you if you or someone you know has attempted and not succeeded, then I ask of you to humble yourself and remain teachable, which means we ask questions, but we ask them openly. And more, important, we, more importantly, we listen, because when we listen, we learn. And sometimes when we hear things, that we don't like, it offends us, right? It offends us, it hurts our feelings, but even in that moment when our feelings are hurt, we learn that we learn what hurts us. So if we listen to another individual, when we ask that question, well, why the fuck did you do that? Now I can't even fucking leave you alone when I go to the store. You're a grown fucking man or you're a grown fucking woman. What the fuck is wrong with you? So instead of asking those questions in that manner and pushing that person further into a hole or further into a corner where people as humans are naturally going to defend themselves, what we do is we ask can you tell me again what I missed? Yeah. Because I, find I, because I, I, I have to own that. Yeah. As a meaningful part of your life, as your friend, and as a person in your family, I have to own that. And it doesn't have to be a shamed-based reaction. It can be out of love. Yeah. Because the things that we don't say right now are the things that we share with the friends at their funerals. Yep. Yep. So that's my opinion on those who have attempted, whether it be by a pill or 
automotive or firearm or strangulation or mutation mutilation or suffocation whatever your means may be and i don't mean to say that to trigger anyone but i want to tell you that i love to hear your story and if those around you can't understand your pain or your issue i urge you to find another way to communicate that message absolutely yeah you you hit on on something very important that was answering the whys and i find myself even even if it's just a disagreement with my wife i find it the hardest to answer the whys right because sometimes there is no answer to the whys you know um why you know i got even asked why did you choose the method you chose does that even matter it does well there's i know always, that it there's always an answer there's always an answer to the why but everyone everyone seems to run out of time yeah it was more along the lines and, and and it was more of a derogatory question it wasn't like it wasn't like a why did you choose it i want to know it was why did you choose it you could have done something else and i was like yeah those people need, those people need serious? To, you know what they they just need to get they just you give them a hug bro yeah. you give them a hug and you tell them i don't ever want to come to your doorstep as a result of something that you make fun of but yeah. if i do come to your doorstep as a result of something that you ridicule i want you to know that i'm going to meet you with the same level of compassion that i am right now and I want to give that person a hug, bro, because that's the point, man. That's the whole fucking point. Yep. People in distress, right? They get angry, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's an always a combative argument. If you have a disagreement with me about people and, and how you feel about suicide, you've never been to my side of the fence. So I can't tell you angrily what my side of the fence looks like. I know it sounds cheap as fuck, but I have to meet you with love. Do you know why? Because messages are, are, are received better with love than with hate. You can see it. You can see it in a child. If you yell at a child, every fucking sense shuts down. Yeah. Every fucking one of them. But if you talk to that child and you tell that child, Hey man, you really fucking pissed me off. And the next time you do that, I'm going to wallop you on the ass. They may not like it, but they'll understand it and they'll hear it. Yeah. Okay. Therefore, they, as humans, will get a chance to fucking process it. Yeah. Absolutely. Guy, um, I got a question. What, what, what is your idea of how society views suicide? You're muted. Guys muted. For as long as humanity has seen uh, suicide, it's a weakness. It's a shameful, even attempted. It's it's looked at, looked and frowned upon, with no understanding. Yeah. So, majorly, uh, society itself they take it upon themselves to shame. And, and they feel no rewards because they don't understand um, everything that went into the person committing the act, actually fulfilling and you know succumbing to their suicidal um, intentions. So, uh, so they're then they feel more personal about it because that that lack of understanding, not knowing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's a shameful thing. It is frowned upon, and you hurt yourself. And now the fact that I don't understand, you put me in a position to where I'm now. I feel bad. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a bad position all around. But if yeah. you don't reach out and you don't understand, like Marcel was saying, you, you don't. You're not embracing it. You're not. You can't be responsible for it. But it's, you're not touching it. I can agree with that completely, and I think that that COVID had a lot to do with that self-discovery within humanity itself that hey man i can't cope with this everyday stuff and then you have more and more people that are coming to grips with the fact that 
they have no choice to do, but to deal with this tragedy when it hits their home. Yeah. You know, and you see all that, that you see that cumulative amount of negligence over the years hit them in the face. I, and I can tell you it hit me in the face that day. And instead of going, oh, fuck, man, I have to take it in my pocket, man, because it's mine. And what I learned from, from my occurrence in my life, I owe to you as humans to share because it doesn't discriminate in color, in creed, in sex, in occupation, in geographics. It doesn't fucking care. Yeah. We have children that are 11 years old that are that are killing themselves on social media, on live social broadcasting, they're ending their lives. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a terrible thing. It's, it's absolutely atrocious, you know. And, and I think <clears throat> one of the things that has to contribute to that, uh, you know, is, is a lack of caring or lack of empathy within society itself. You know, um, that we, and I'm not saying that society as a whole is it has a lack of empathy. I, I believe that there's a large majority of people that have empathy, but the people that we want to care for us and want to, sh want us to show empathy don't. And, and, you know, so that perpetrates this thought of we're alone and, and nobody cares about us and nobody un understands us. Would, would you agree with that? I, no, I simply, I, I mean, there are a lot of people that are empathetic to the happenings and the occurrences in other people's lives and they want to reach out and get a better, deeper meaning of those things. But the, like, there are a lot of people that just don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They're they're dealing with their life. They're dealing with their stuff. and They don't really know their place in the world. And so about someone else's if I don't know what's going on with mine so yeah empathy helps out a lot and there are people that you know there are empathetic people but you know again it just comes down to other people feeling for other people feeling and getting to know and finding the deepness what's you know how we're all connected it's it's just real connections well and I and I I think for me I think that's the one thing that's that's forgotten or that's lost in our current culture in our current affairs in our current culture is people have forgotten that communication makes everything move in its simplest forms it's verbal nonverbal on you know visual or tactile it everything moves with communication you know um and people are driven, are being driven further and further away from the acceptance of the normalcy of communicating, yeah. right? Because yeah. now an outward expression of my emotions, and they may not be bad because it's not illegal to be angry. It's not illegal to be sad. It's not illegal to be happy. It's not illegal to be frustrated, right? But if I'm, if I'm, excited in public i'm supposed to be viewed as a problem right sean if you're excited in public you socially are supposed to be some off the wall fucking pow yeah okay that's lost on the fucking vw vfw sauce yeah. right guy if you lose your shit in 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 public you are an absolute fucking target socially and that's where i think in the 50 years or 60 70 years that i've had the opportunity of both living and being raised by we've forgotten those 70 years of people and their existence not their accomplishments just their mere 
fucking ability to coexist and excel in 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 their own realm and in their own world in a cohesive unit. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's more about self acceleration rather than group progression. Yeah, it's like you know? it, it's like you know, it's not acceptable to show emotion out in public anymore. It's not unless it's fucking viral. So, so you have to, if you, if you want to say, if you want to look at it like this, emotions are now being monetized. So I'm not going to give you an easy way to stop this fucking money train from flowing on mental health. Yeah. Because you can look at any social media site and you got, 35% 35% of them are mental health crazy, going nuts, crackheads, smoking shit, you know. Yeah. It's it's a money-making thing. Yeah. People don't, like, like Guy said, they don't fucking care. And unfortunately, there seems to be more motherfuckers that don't care than motherfuckers that care in the yeah. general population today. Yeah. Guy, you were shaking your head. <laughs> what... How do you feel about this? Well, I mean, uh, the the money train and everything like that. Uh, pharmaceuticals, they make a lot of money um, battling. They like right now, everybody's you know on the fentanyl train. Yeah. Because they want to escape. They want to. They want to get that that higher than high, just so they can forget their problems for the moment, or just totally disappear because <laughs> you're dead. Um, in the pharmaceuticals, these things happen or exist. They make money off of it, so it's really it's mm-hmm. win-win for them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the things that I hate the most are these social experiments where people are filmed going out and giving homeless people money, or, or giving See, homeless that's, people. But that's not that's not a social experiment. It's well, hear me out. And it's not a fix. It's not a fix. It's like they're sensationalizing it. They're viralizing. Oh, okay, you did okay. good. What yeah. they're, they're monetizing, they're monetizing, I'll tell you what they're doing. They're monetizing the void in their own fucking self-esteem. That's yeah. what they're doing. They're making okay. themselves look a little bit better in their shitty mirror at the end of the day. And if that's what you have to do until you get to the point where you can discover that it's okay to be a shitty person, if you're willing to change it, you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's help and shit for you, but... That's that's all that is, man. I mean, well, no. So yeah. it's for me. For me, it goes along the lines of you have people that are out here that are legitimately helping homeless people out, and they're helping the homeless population, trying to help people. You know, with, with especially up here, you know, in Alaska, is get the mental health stuff under control, get the substance abuse under control, get them stabilized, get them housing, get them resources that they need, and then you got these people that are out here you know, viral, like millions of followers because they're going around there saying, Hey, here's, here's, here's a hundred dollars. Go get yourself something taken care of. But what about these fucking heroes that are out, out every single day in the corner? They don't get recognized. No one gives well, a shit about them. John. No. They, don't, they, don't, they don't give a shit. Well, yeah, and, those, those people know. that are videotaping those exploits, they're exploiting the homeless person. What, what's a hundred dollars really going to do if you're, you're going to turn the cameras off and take, give that money back or, or, or go do something with it. And you just, you go on to your next little mission. Then you collect all the accolades, the bonuses, the kudos, the follows, the more sponsors and stuff like that. So you're getting paid. That hundred dollars didn't cost you anything. And then as soon as the cameras stop rolling, you're, you're done. Yeah, you're done. The thing. That, yeah. That's bullshit. That's, that's not even, but society is rewarding that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a crazy cycle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If those companies that are sponsoring that and promoting that did more work in the full you know, the philanthropic idea of helping people and putting forth programs, um, it, it's all at the same level. I mean, I'm working with a local uh, con- councilman um, in his bid to try to get a position on the city council here in our city, but he's been doing things nationally and, and internationally to to defeat homelessness. He's working daily um, for military homeless, uh, veterans, 
um, aid and support and record, you know, and there's programs and thousands and thousands of dollars, slush funds that are just sitting there because there's no local level able to yeah. put this stuff to use. Yeah. So for every one YouTuber that's out there passing out $100 and feeling good and everything like that, all the pushback and all the sponsorships and all the stuff like that they're getting out of doing those efforts are going to that person, not back to the communities, not back to the individuals. So $100 is nothing. Yeah, that's why, that's why, Sean, if you, if you follow my social media account, I've shouted, I've called out many, many creators for being quote unquote mental health advocates, but not being that when you pull up on them at a jack in the box. Um, I've also, I've also called out Sharpie. I've also called out Dodge Ram trucks. I've also called out people on the internet, on Instagram, because mental health isn't a nine to five, man. It's not, it's not, it's not. Depression is not a nine to five. I don't work a nine to five. Nope. And, and I get off work when I close my eyes and go to sleep. Yeah. My job starts when my, when my eyes open, yep. you know? Um, and that's really what, what tomorrow needs you is about is understanding that everyone has days that everyone fucking hates and there are, are resources like guy was saying there are resources on the county and city levels but there is no hub for those activities or resources to be claimed and dispersed yeah. so the tomorrow needs you program their big my main focus is bringing the community back to you and me that's it i want you to walk down the street the same way i want guy to walk down the street i want your kids to play at the basketball court i want the the vets and all of those that suffer from uh mental health issues and alcohol and substance abuse to come and get the community resources that they desire and they need that's what the basis of the tomorrow needs you really that what that is the organization is based upon all of those things honestly that i imagine late at night when i'm when i'm getting ready to go to sleep that my daughter could have used to still be here that our friends could have, have used to still be here if it wasn't a place you know just just give them a place to be, yeah. a place to, to, to exist, a place to experience that empathy that um, that not a lot of people show, yeah. you know, and it's not, not a pity or a sympathy thing because we are, are active in the community and in rehabilitating the community as well as far as trash pickup, graffiti removal, you know, minor, what is it? Uh, landscaping and stuff like that yeah. and giving back to the community and, and hosting events um on behalf of the mental health community man and and this isn't something that that like i said when i push stop on this recording man i'm gonna go jump in my bentley i'm probably gonna go eat some chicken fingers and go sing karaoke <laughs> you know yeah yeah it, it, <clears throat> this this job never ends you know and and uh i think that is it's it's hard when we when when a lot of when we don't talk about you know talk about these things and then we we allow things to happen in in our community and and don't speak up about them and and uh, yeah why why don't we talk about them why don't we talk about them? oh i talk about them all the damn time no 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 no, no. i didn't ask you oh is this said, why don't we why don't we we as in who? No, we as in general. We as a, a, a an all-encompassing. Oh, oh why I mean, don't we talk about these it, things? It, it, yeah, I mean, I talk about it at the gas stations, and you know. Why don't we talk about these things? Because feelings are scary, and, and emotions yeah, are scary. You get uncomfortable. It's a taboo. It's a, it's a taboo thought that that I'm allowed to have feelings, and sometimes I'm not going to be happy. It's a taboo thought to, you know, in society, and not to me, but into society, that that I'm going to be angry and I can't control my anger, but what I can control is how I use it. 
it's it's a taboo thought that that I can get better, but it's going to take a lot of work. It's a taboo thought that this diagnosis that I got doesn't label who I am. That is what, why we don't talk about it. What affects me is not your problem. What what physically or emotionally or mentally debilitates or disables or differentiates me or hinders me from quote unquote living the normal hanging out with the Joneses is not anyone else's problem but mine. Right? Mm-hmm. So in order for me to be able to go out in public, I have to be comfortable talking about my shit. Right? Mm-hmm. So that when we're at a party and if we're friends and we're hanging out or a concert and you suffer from PTSD, combat related, I suffer from PTSD, trauma related. Mm-hmm. Now, you might have an adverse reaction to a light show or sound show, right? Mm-hmm. We need to be comfortable enough with one another. We should be because we're in public together, right? But if you have an episode, I don't react as though you're flipping out, right? So I'm saying that to say my actions are not your problem. Your reactions are your responsibility. Yes. And your reaction is based on the level of intellect or information you have about the situation you're walking into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if I tell you you're going to go deal with some people with mental mental disabilities, you can prepare yourself for that. Yeah. yeah right? Yep. Unless, or instead, you know, we walk into the house and there's 19 people licking fucking mustard off themselves. You're... You go, what the wall? Unless you stepped into the Mustard Liquors uh, Society's private meeting. Right. You're unauthorized. What's going on? Yeah. Right. But, but so it's. We can prepare ourselves, Marcel. We can prepare mm -hmm. ourselves. Everybody's so geared and so trained on what is normal that the taboo things, the unspoken things aren't addressed, looked away from. And avoid it. Right. We can prepare ourselves by being ready for the unexpected. Everybody right. shuns and, and, and hides and runs for the things that makes them uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Well, and but then on top of that, I think I think, you know, that there there's also a perspective from what you were talking about, Marcel, is uh, you know, um that it doesn't become a social problem until it's brought into a social problem. So, for instance, if somebody goes out and they are suffering from a mental health disorder, they go out and uh, they make a scene in public. And I'm not saying as a reaction, as, as a trauma reaction, but they, are, they feel they're so far gone that they go out and they start picking fights with people. Or... or or, or you get somebody that, that goes out and, and they've been drinking and, and they get a DUI and kill some people. Right. That's when it becomes a social, a social problem versus a interpersonal. It becomes intersocial. All depends upon the victim. Can you, can you get deeper on that one? I, I don't understand it. So here's the deal. It doesn't become a social problem unless, and I'm going to refer back to the money train. Unless the money train is affected. Okay? Because I can give you Charlie Sheen, who's done abhorrent things. Whatever, bro, he's Charlie Sheen. And I can give you the polar opposite of that. So unless it's viral, it's not reactionary. Kim Kardashian getting a DUI is completely different than my mom getting fucking smashed and beating up a, a school bus full of kids. Although the school bus full of kids is more impactful than poor Kim Kardashian's fucking car going into a water fountain. Right? Because it doesn't give you that that reality. Now am I saying that more that different tragedies are more important or less important? No. They all fucking suck. But socially. Socially. They all fucking suck. But yeah, importantly we are geared as people to understand those social elites 
are the only people we care about. And if any of our direct circle doesn't act like those folks, something's wrong with them. Guy, what do you have to say about this? Um, well, I, I, I needed a better explanation of what he meant by depending on who the victim was. Uh, socially, it, a loss is a loss. Yes. And it's, 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 this is heavy. It, it, this, is, this is definitely a heavy, heavy topic. Um, for people, PTSD or or even affected by chemical-induced trauma, chemical-induced problems that they can't handle the imbalance, and so no longer their act-outs are even more violent. Um, but yeah, I just needed him to get a little bit better definition on depending on who the victim is, because then society becomes a victim. Exactly. Society. Now, and what in, what in society do we do? We push money at a problem, right? But we need a return on our investment. So we'll push money at a mad program that's right, fifty right. six and one six and one half a dozen in the other. Right. So there is no pick your poison and there is no side to sit on. You just have to be an informative person. And when you're an informative person without bias, you're one of the most threatening people in the world because you can't be swayed. You see, there's three truths, just like there's three parts of the fucking bird. There's the left, there's the right, and there's the middle of the fucking bird. No one talks about the bird. They all pick sides. They all pick sides. You're either left side of the fence, right side of the fence, or you're stuck in the middle. It's just a yard, man. We all have to, we all have to exist here. I'm going to present a thought to you. Every, every situation that happens with a mental health crisis or a substance abuse crisis, whether it impacts somebody directly, like there's a loss of life, limb or eyesight, right. always has a victim. Yeah. Me. No. And, and it's not socially. Like I'm, 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 ta I'm, I'm taking away the social media, the money and all that stuff. Right. You, you got a guy that gets a DUI, all right? Mm -hmm. He, he has to go to jail. Right. He, he goes to jail, sits in the drunk tank until he sobers up. One right. of his victims is the person that had to bail him out because they, at that point, had to use their money on that, on that person. Okay. The, next, the next victim would be, would be the coworker that had to fill his position on potentially a day off, you know, so other people are carrying that weight that he had to carry. And the next victims are are his family, the the people that that he has to support because now they're not provided for by. So so every situation that 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 has a crisis behind it, there is a victim. But I think as as a whole, we don't look at that. We look at the person that did these things and shame, shame, shame. But we're not looking at the people that are affected by those actions. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, how many times have you watched a video of a, a giant boulder mm -hmm. falling in a lake mm -hmm. till all the fucking ripples are gone? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah, how many times have you watched a fucking, listen, how many times have you watched a car crash till they swept up all the shit? I haven't. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's, they all have trauma and they all play a part. But my point is, the main focus is there's 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 victims in every every trauma, right? There's resolutions to every trauma. So, are you a victim because you choose to be? i.e. there are resources available and obtainable but you choose not to access them or are you the opposite are there no resources for you which therefore make you feel unimportant because socially you're not supposed to matter you know it's just like riding in a car if you ever been in a car crash you freak out when certain people drive yeah, 
that's PTSD, man. But no one gives a shit about that PTSD because it doesn't affect them directly. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But your presence does. So in order for your presence to be there and be comfortable, there's got to be an acceptance. Right? Yeah. So it does depend upon the victim. You could say there's victims when somebody falls down and breaks, you know, breaks his leg. Yeah. It's the dude who can't go to Best Buy. But I think that it's different circumstances merit different definitions. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, um, it's it's a mental health and, and, and substance abuse versus an accident that happens, you know, fall, falling down, breaking a hip, breaking a leg. Right. And I mean, and, and pharmaceuticals have a lot to do with that. And you'll get a lot of pushback from street drugs because people will say that people that OD from fentanyl, mm -hmm. it's a street drug. It's an illicit fucking street drug, right? So it came from somewhere, they, though. It came right, from but, here, but here's the, the deal. They, here's the deal. They criminalized the means to excuse the ends. I don't have to deal with your suicide because it was with an illicit drug. I don't have to honor your suicide because it was a stolen gun. No, stupid. It still happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry that your medical facility misdiagnosed my mom who had postpartum or midlife crisis and you thought she was fucking bipolar or some shit and it caused her to do some weird shit. That's wrong. Throwing pills at things is wrong. Misjudging or misdiagnosing to avoid accountability is wrong. You can't preach something to a race and then ignore it. Mm -hmm. It's dumb. Yeah. It's stupid. And I, I understand nobody has time to deal with that. Because it's so small in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. You know? But change change start, starts with the smallest thing. Guy, what do you feel about this? About the about the victim statement? Um, no, it's 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 right in alignment. Um, victims and who the actual victims are uh, that can swing depending on who's looking at it or who's living through it. So we're we're all a victim, and society becomes. I mean, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but you know. If we're not paying attention to it or not giving its right, you know, attention, if it's not giving its right focus, you know, we'll continue to be victims of it. Absolutely. Everybody lacks the understanding. Absolutely. Now, uh, Marcel, what does the future look like for you, man? With everything future, going on. The future for me uh, looks like uh, we're going to push for uh, some grants to try and open an outreach program. Um, and get the word out about Tomorrow Needs You. I'm going to continue um, driving the old battle axe behind me that has uh, all of the signatures of, unfortunately, people who have died due to mental illness or, or suicide on my truck. Um, and I'm going to continue to push a message of change, of hope, of faith, but more importantly, truth, and not truth that you're going to get from, like, Ellen DeGeneres or The Rock or Joel Olstein. This is like more, I don't know, middle-class, blue-collar. I used to have WIC and an EBT card, and I still do have an EBT card truth. Yeah. This is everyday struggles from from a common middle-class middle, middle class community. Yeah. You know? We're, yeah. I, I'd like to say that we'd like to spearhead the initiative that, uh, that we'll do it. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. No problem. Give us the means and we'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes a community to change things, you know, that with starting with something small. And yeah, so I, I, I respect. I, Go ahead. I kind of want to throw a concert at a baseball stadium. That would so be awesome. I'm, I'm going to try and work, uh, work on that with a punk band and maybe some comedians that I know. So that would be awesome. That, that's we're going to try to do that in the, in the near future. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Guy, I didn't get to I didn't get to uh, 
I didn't get to formally introduce myself or get an introduction of you, so here I am. I'm Sean from Sitting with Sean, um, a podcast where we talk about substance abuse and mental health disorders and talk to people that that have uh, that have been through it and, and, and they're they're living their best lives. So would you like to give a formal introduction of yourself? Uh, well, I'm Guy Murray, um, just a, a, a gentle ear, a calming voice, and I listen, and I also do. So it's not, it's not, none of your stories are not falling on a deaf ear. I'm, I'm a helper, I'm a listener, and I'm also a doer. So I'm, I have not myself um, been a victim, or because I haven't allowed myself to be a victim of PTSD. Um, I'm a military brat but I've seen it in real time and I'm out in the community helping homeless people. I, I sit and talk, I implement, I help, I'm, I'm out there. So I'm guy, Mer- guy, guy, I'm going to cut you off because you're too humble for me, sir. Sir. Guy, guy is a philanthropist and guy is a comedian and guy is a producer and guy is also, also a promoter. But I think his greatest accolade is he is a civic activist which means he cares about the people that are around him and he doesn't care what they look like, what they smell like, or how they feel. He just cares. That's why I enjoy the company of, of Mr. Guy Murray. And if you get a chance to catch him on open mic night, trust me, he's, he's, he's got it. <laughs> Thank you, Marcel. So Guy, where are you, are you from Vegas too? No, I'm, I'm in Oceanside, um, North, North San Diego County. Nice. Uh, where where in Alaska are you? I'm in Anchorage. Anchorage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I plan on coming out that direction. Actually, I want to go to Juneau. Nice. He's gonna pick me up on the way. Yeah, we're gonna swing. Just do that. Just, just gonna <laughs> just just swing. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you guys ever make it to Anchorage, you guys have a place to stay. I cook dinner every night, and you guys are more than welcome. Listen, don't say that because you'll find two. Mildly attractive men on your couch. With the quickness. I, that's With fine. The hey, that's that's <laughs> fine. I've I've left this open ended like invitation to people. If you ever make it up to Alaska, you have dinner on the table. You've got you know you've got a couch to sleep on, and nobody's taking it. So. But listen, if you or anybody you know lives or is in or around the Las Vegas area, don't come to my house. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You have you boundaries. Can be, you, you, you can meet me at uh, Big Dog's restaurant tonight, usually on Tuesday nights, I sing karaoke. If you find me from YouTube or you find me from TikTok or Instagram or this podcast, uh, I'll give you a T-shirt and a sticker and uh, tell you that I love you. That's it. You can't sleep at my house. I'll cook you dinner, but you can't sleep here. Can't stay. You I'll know. Take, I'll take you in. I'll give you directions and I'll support you to the next the next place in your voyage. But I will feed you and give you seven dollars for gas and kiss you on the cheek. Okay. <laughs> hey, seven dollars nowadays will only get you down the road. Get you down the road. Listen, hey, that's far enough away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I I would love to come down to Vegas or or San Diego. I've <laughs> never been. Listen, never been. I'll tell you right now, if you come down here to vegas make it a weekend and we'll drive down to see guy in san diego mm. and, and, and we'll party and we'll do a live podcast on on location on location hey 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 i don't party like i used to okay <laughs> yeah listen we'll hold your sippy cups hey man hey, <laughs> hey, as long, hey as long as you got a stroller to push me in bro we're good hey listen we'll only go to restaurants or bars with high chairs <laughs> Hey, you know, know homeless people that know how to pick good um, shopping carts. So yeah, listen, I got you rollers. That's what we call uh, inner city Uber. Is a shopping cart. Hey, why not? Why not? If it rolls, if it rolls straight, that's great. Let's get in. (laughs) I'm down for the scenic view. Yeah, down for the scenic view. But yeah, I would like to thank you guys for hanging out with me for this hour. I had a good time. Man, I had a blast, dude. Thank you for having me. I popped in. I was wasn't sure what was going on, and then I got it. Got in, and yeah, good talk. Yeah, that that was my fault. I didn't know that you were gonna be here, Marcel. I just surprised people. So what? Yeah, nah, it's all good. It's all good. The more, the merrier. Right. 
yeah. as long as we don't we don't have like 30 people i can only put 10 guests on here and then up to five is probably gonna be like <sighs> yeah. yeah no we're not i don't want to do that i'm i'm no yeah no all right and everybody thank you guys for hanging out with us thank you guys for being here with us for uh for this hour um i have a big busy schedule in about an hour so i'm gonna go and i'm gonna relax before i have a business meeting cool well i'm gonna use this time to give myself a shameless plug because go that's ahead. the kind of fucking asshole i am <laughs> you can find me at two the number two morrow needs you on instagram i would appreciate a follow it's kind of cool i guess it means something and uh on TikTok, I am gray hair wear, G R A Y H A I R W H E R E, the one and only. Yes, I am. You can get all of the Tomorrow Needs You merch and information from the Instagram page. If you drop me a message, myself will uh, get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Guy, you want to give yourself a shameless plug? Uh, Do it, Guy. Wow. Do it. Um, well, uh, in the world of comedy, if you're in San Diego, uh come see me the funny guy i'm the funny guy.com d-a-f-u-n-y-g-u-y.com um also i am underscore boss fng boss like i'm the funny news guy i am the financial news guy i'm working on my channel and my reach but i'm always going to be in tapper and tune so i'm listening to you if you find me you're not going to get rid of me so easily there it is that's awesome that's awesome yeah so real quick before we go i thought marcel i thought marcel's name like because i just breeze over things on tiktok i thought it was gray hair everywhere and i was like well that's ah, 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 perfect i got more crazy be... guys. listen i'll be your silver oh wait what what are we oh, no, i mean you win you win bye now. bye now i mean i just shaved you <laughs> uh, oh. oh no Oh no! This is a family-friendly show. This is a family-friendly show. You put that listen, away. Listen, boys and girls, I love each and every one of you. And um, if you've learned anything from this this conversation that I've had with these two beautiful individuals from two completely different fucking spectrums, is that it it is totally okay to be you. Um, the only weird part about it is you don't share it with everyone. Um, and if no one has told you today that they love you, I honestly, from the bottom of my fucking heart, do love you. And will continue to do so until you have the courage to love yourself as much as I do. And until then, have a great one, man. That's all what it's about. All right, y'all. Be good. Much love. Until next time, I'll see you.